Hi, and welcome back to Reach for Wellness, a video podcast by Community Reach Center. I'm your host, Vanessa Alarcón, and I'm a licensed clinical social worker and a licensed addictions counselor. As we talked about in the last episode, today we are focusing on asking people the question, how do you reach for wellness? And today I'm very excited to have Bo here. Bo, welcome to the show. Bo, what is your role here at Community Reach Center? Vanessa, thanks for having me. Yeah. I'm a peer specialist here at Community Reach Center, which means we use our lived experience to meet our clients where they're at, try to help them set goals and start taking some steps forward, you know, with the wraparound care of our therapists and care managers, et cetera. Yeah. No, it's such a it's such a cool role and I for my years of having been a therapist at Community Reach Center, I've always appreciated having that different perspective and different lens. What have you seen as a peer specialist when as you've collaborated on cases with care teams? Wow, we've seen a little bit of everything. Yeah. I mean, I've seen some of the biggest wins of my life mm-hmm. and some of the biggest losses just mm-hmm. in a couple of years that I've been here. Mm-hmm. It certainly taught me a lot, um, not only about the different roles that we play, but about myself. I feel like I learn from my clients just as much as they might learn from me. Yeah, no, it's. I think our roles, our clinical roles can be such a great merger of just getting to get someone towards the next step, but then also, yeah, you're sometimes I was, I was going to say living beside someone, but that's really like walking beside someone through a lot mm-hmm. of life experiences. Yeah. So, yeah. I think we end up wearing multiple hats, whether we want to or not. Um, sometimes that can be good. Sometimes that can be bad. Mm-hmm. But it's been a learning experience. Yeah. Well, if you haven't heard about peer specialists, now you're hearing about it and we'll have more definitely coming on. Yeah. Um, but we're at the beginning of a new year, which mm-hmm. is so exciting, 2024. Um, so I am curious to ask you, Bo, how do you reach for wellness in the context of a new year? What comes to mind for you? You know, it's a daily practice. And mm. I think especially in context of the new year, we all have these tendencies to set these grandiose goals mm-hmm. and make these big changes. But what I've realized is that the new year should be just like any other day, small, mm. gradual steps forward mm. towards your goals, mm. be easy on yourself you know, set manageable goals that you can actually reach and Mm. kind of carry that momentum with you Mm -hmm. into the new year, the next day, or whatever it is you're doing. So what do you plan to do, Bo? How are you going to reach for wellness in this next year? I got a couple ideas (laughs) floating (laughs) around up there. Um, Exercise is a big part of my wellness and my recovery in general. Mm -hmm. So really getting back into my gym routine Um, it's amazing how quickly good routines and habits can Mm -hmm. get thrown off course. Mm -hmm. So, um, I'm a daily walker as well. Oh, you're a daily walker. I'm striving to be that. (laughs) Always. That's one thing I do pretty consistently twice a day, once in the morning, once at night. Oh, really? It really helps me clear my head and just kind of make sense of the day. Mm. Plus I have two great Danes, so they enjoy, yeah, they enjoy a good walk. Mm. Um, but besides exercise, I'm a creative, so we do a lot of music and art and just find that that is a really great escape from the day-to-day. Um, so I've got a little art studio set up at my house. Oh. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is a great time of year, actually, because I do a lot of pet portraits. So people... Wait, <laughs> yeah. you do pet portraits? Uh-huh. Yeah, I do like traditional oil painting and I do no a lot of pet portraits around the holidays. 
Really? People love to give them as gifts, and it's kind of like a double whammy for me because I get this yeah. great creative escape, yeah. and I also get a little extra money, and hey. you know, it's a it's a win win. Um, I love that. I did not know. <laughs> I have a. I'm I'm newer to owning a pet, but I had never thought about getting a pet portrait. But now that you say it, I'm like, wait, <laughs> I want a pet portrait. That's really cool. Uh huh. People have commissioned dogs with their heads on astronauts, on knights in shining armor, on doctors, all kinds of stuff. That yeah. That's pretty neat. So you mentioned exercise and you mentioned the creative side with your mm -hmm. art studio setup. Were you going to mention something else or were those your main two areas for wellness? You know, those are probably my two main areas, um, but I'd say the biggest underlying thing mm -hmm. for me really mm -hmm. is structure and routine. Hmm. I cannot feel good mm -hmm. unless I have some kind of general structure and routine to my days and my weeks mm -hmm. to make me feel like I'm accomplishing things. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'd say that's the big one for me. Yeah. Well, but as I hear you talking about all of this, it makes me think of like, man, Bo's got, Bo's got his life together. You're like so structured <laughs> and routine. Like, have have things always been this way? Like that you've been able to be like, oh yes, I do my exercise twice a day. I have my art studio. I have my wellness. Far from it. And it's still not like that. And I think <laughs> truly that's why I said in the mm. beginning, it's a daily practice. Mm. I have days and weeks and months where all of that goes down the drain. And then mm. I have days and weeks and months where that's really, really on point. Um, I think that's kind of natural for all of us. And that's why it's so important to be easy on yourself if you're not, you know, hitting every day exactly how you want to do it. Mm. Um, and just getting this down has taken five years of sobriety and recovery and, and working on this stuff. So it certainly yeah. didn't happen overnight. Well, yeah. Well, and it's a good reminder about this daily practice thing because I think sometimes people can feel discouraged when they're looking at their own health and wellness. And to sometimes hear people talk about their routines like, oh, well, that's not me or that's, you know, that's, mm -hmm. or maybe that was me and I, I didn't do it. And I'll mention the walking for me. Like I have been, I have been like a walker. Like, yep, I do my walking and I've dropped it. And as I heard you say that, I started even feeling that internally. Like, oh shoot, I need to do that again. Mm -hmm. And feeling like discouraged. So, and, and I think that's weird, right? How we can sometimes feel discouraged when we hear someone else saying about how they reach for their wellness. Mm -hmm. It's like a weird psychological thing that can it's happen. crazy how that can be kind of insidious, right? Other people yeah. <laughs> talking about their wellness, but yeah. it's, it's true. Cause I think yeah. we're all in some ways judging ourselves or basing ourselves mm. off the people around us. Mm -hmm. um, so what I always tell people when it comes to reaching for wellness, mm -hmm. right? would be keep it simple, right? Mm -hmm. That's a great way to hit those goals. Mm -hmm. Something free, accessible that you can mm -hmm. always do that's walking, walk right out your front door and walk around the house, right? right. It's yep. right there, it's available to you. Yeah. Same with mindfulness, meditation, other things mm. like that. So those are the kind of you know coping skills and, and wellness skills that I try to promote with my yeah. clients. No, that's fantastic. And the fact that it's like, I like that you said accessible, like this doesn't have to be this like grandiose thing that as soon as January 1st hits, oh, should have changed your life, like because it is a practice. It never mentioned. works that way. It never did for me. Yeah. <laughs> so. And I think it's fair to say it probably hasn't worked for anyone. All of a sudden, a time strikes on a calendar and then our lives transform like it is this daily thing. But you mentioned five years of recovery and sobriety. Talk me through. And 
knowing that we only we don't have like hours and hours upon hours to share a life story and also like everyone has the right to self-disclose what they right. want to share like what like is there a connection to this five-year sobriety and recovery to get you to where you are today or what is the connection if any i feel like it's the whole connection it's it's everything i mean i certainly as a kid did not think that my life would go the way it has mm -hmm. um so going through about a decade of addiction um starting with a pretty serious trauma and then eventually leading into recovery it has shaped almost the entire narrative of my life at mm. this point i mean it's 15 years i'm 32. So it's been a big part of my life, and I feel like this job for me has been my way of getting closure, healing, moving on from my own past, mm -hmm. if I can use it in a way that benefits others. Mm -hmm. um, and that's certainly not easy every day, but it's been very rewarding, and that's why I'm here today. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I, as I heard you mention the addiction piece, mm -hmm. I and having worked with individuals in the past. I've heard some people be like, well, t today's the day I'm gonna change my life and I'm ever gonna do that. Like, I'm gonna, you know, it's a fresh page and um, which can feel contradictory to some of the things that you're saying mm -hmm. um, because it feels like there has to be a day one mm -hmm. and we, um, around this time is when sometimes people do set those goals and yeah. maybe it's not a substance dependency or addiction but it could be like i want to start doing something different mm -hmm. and so how do we like what do you suggest or recommend for some of those things that like yeah like there may be sobriety as a goal which is essentially letting go of yeah. something the number one thing i would recommend for people to remind themselves of is mm -hmm. there is no one way of recovery um everybody's journey is going to be different and you're gonna have a day one right whether you said it or it just happens i had hundreds of day ones hmm. and then my true day one was not planned there was no really? there was nothing around it i literally just woke up one day and i was like this is the day and i'm done and i never looked back and I had tried that a thousand times, yeah. but I really think that for each of us, it's a different moment in our journey and our story when we're truly ready. Mm. You might anticipate that, you might not. Um, but I think at that moment, I was just finally ready. And there's really no words to describe that moment for those of us in active addiction or recovery. Mm -hmm. um, but eventually something does click, right? Because there's no there's no gray area there. You're either in active addiction or you're in recovery. So mm. there's going to be a day one. And sometimes it surprises people. Wow. An unplanned day one. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's, that feels encouraging that that can happen because happen. I think some, yeah, we can get stuck on like, well, I already had my day one. You said hundreds of day ones. Hundreds, hundreds of day ones over the 10 years. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. and now you're looking back at 10 years. I know, gosh, and it's hard to not look back at that and feel like you wasted time. Mm -hmm. You certainly have a lot of shame and guilt attached to those mm -hmm. memories, but it can also be incredibly motivating and powerful to move forward once you realize what you've come out of, right? You've mm -hmm. survived in a sense. Um, and then as you start gaining things back in your life, like relationships, jobs, or careers, you know, things that are important to us, then you'd no longer want to give those things up. And so that's what 
keeps me sober today is not wanting to lose what I've gained back. Right. Yeah. You've made it here. Mm -hmm. So then I will, I will say then if someone's listening to this and they're starting to feel that inner discouragement creep that I was talking about earlier, where you hear someone's day one becoming, even though it was unplanned day one and then feeling like discouraged, I think this is hopefully can feel like an encouragement of like, no, this is, this is possible exactly. and that we're reaching and it's mm -hmm. a goal that can be, you know, can yeah. get there. You have to have hope. I think that's a big part of reaching for wellness mm -hmm. in any sector of it, right? Whether mm -hmm. it's getting an exercise routine going or getting into recovery, mm -hmm. you have to have hope and faith in yourself that you can do these things, right? Mm -hmm. Because the second you give up, it's, it's over. So that's really the choice. Hope is a choice. Mm -hmm. The is. choice. Yeah. It is a choice. Yeah. Great, Bo. Well, thank you so much for coming on to talk about it. And hey, I hope... 2024 is a good year for you and I hope it's a good year for anyone listening and tuning in to today's episode of reach for wellness so if you're left with a reaction or a thought about the content of today's episode I encourage you to check out our social media pages and leave a comment on a Facebook post or leave it or DM us on Instagram we want to hear from you about your thoughts about the show and also if you have other ideas or comments or things you want to see definitely let us know we're here to listen um, but yeah definitely check us out on our socials um, at community reach center and for next month you'll have to stay tuned to see what's coming up i'll talk to you next time